Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee here. We're here for a little bit of a unique episode. Today we are going to be reviewing not a song but Metallica's tie-in whiskey. This is blackened whiskey and quite incredibly, I mentioned this on our Minus Human episode, quite incredibly, a great friend of the show, fan of the show, Kevin Van Dam, was kind enough to send me across a bottle, and I'm going to take my first inaugural sip on this episode very shortly, give a quick little review, and I'm joined by Kevin now. Kevin, how's it going? It's going excellent. Excellent. And as I said to you before, like, thank you so much. I don't want to labor the point here, but I've been doing podcasting a little while now. This might be the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. (laughs) <laughs> that might say something about your fans. Yeah, Tom. I think so. I think so. I mean, Clint and Ethan get like artwork sent to them and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> but no, this is great. And it was wonderful to come home on Friday and to see my name as well as the Metallica logo on the front. The uh, the, the attention detail was great. And my, my girlfriend was really impressed. Like to her, this is just something <laughs> that I just record in the lounge when she's watching YouTube or something and for it to kind of manifest itself physically. So as always, follow us at Metallica Pod. Get in touch with me. Um, Patreon is there, iTunes is there. Let's talk a little bit about the history before we get into the drink itself. This, I mean, it's not a unique thing. You know, loads of bands have their own tie-in liquors and stuff like that. But it's always a bit next level with Metallica, isn't it? And the way this is cultivated through the, um, they call it sonic enhancement, don't they? Through the low hertz sound inundating the barrels. That is quite unique. Yeah, the whole black noise concept was pretty cool to me i don't think my taste buds can pick up on it but no. just thinking about hey my whiskey is listening to metallica as much as i am that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's from master distiller uh david dave pickerel and this is just off the metallica website he's a chemical engineer who's revolutionized the distilling process with techniques like solera aging and triple finishing and he talks to a professor of chemistry at west point and uh, the low no and you know all these sort of ideas but but yeah so we have here black and whiskey and in front of myself here is batch 89 this is the carpe diem batch is that right uh that was batch 90 i was hoping i was gonna get that one but you missed it by one (laughs) which batch is this again that's 89 uh some of the some of the notable songs on that playlist are i disappear holier than thou and justice actually and if they're putting bass notes into the whiskey. I don't know why you would choose a Justice song, but there you go. <laughs> yes, because uh, that's the thing as well. Um, each batch comes with their own playlist on Spotify and Apple Music, which is very novel. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, batch 81, the first batch, is a playlist by the whole band, and it's the longest playlist, and mm-hmm. it has Eye of the Beholder on it, so it's one of my favorites. Uh, and then every other playlist is cultivated by a band member, so you can go on there and try to get a batch that suits your musical and you know taste buds taste mm, mm, yeah just trying to find someone on spotify now batch 83 had wasting my hate trapped under ice atlas rise i mean it, it's pretty superfluous in of itself but it is still really fucking cool yeah without further ado let me just uh, open this bottle here um I get, I'm, I'm drinking it neat for our listeners. Maybe you want to you want to drink along at home. I don't, re- you know, I don't really have any adjectives to describe this. Maybe going to be lost for words. I was reading <laughs> recently uh, in the Sunday Times magazine. They had something about wine or something. I don't really know wine, but I love the way he described the wine. He described the wine as pillowy, and I'm not. I don't <laughs> kind of. I don't kind of know what that means. But um, anyway, let me pour some in here. Have you tried? You must. Have you tried some before? 
Uh, yeah, I've polished off a bottle of Batch 85, and nice. I'm out, so I'm going to crack a Coors Light while you're doing that. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, let's try this. Um, here we go. Oh, man. Oh, it's very strong. Very smooth. <laughs> really warming very... my chest, actually, yeah. It's not... Yeah, no, it goes down nice, though. Pretty much everybody agrees on it. It's very, very smooth. I can give you a whole list of adjectives that they describe it with, but... You know, that's pretty much much what everybody agrees on. So I'm a big fan of like Gentleman Jack, which is Jack Daniels uh, double filtered mm -hmm. version. And that's smooth, but blackened goes down even smoother than that. So could be a little dangerous. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Actually, this is a school night as well. So this isn't wise to do. But yeah, this is tasty. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did open it up on the Twitter at Metallica pod. You know, has anyone else tried? It's it only a few hours ago. But yeah, two people said Ken Hale said very good stuff. Smooth, he said. And Malkin said, I'm not a huge whiskey expert, but I enjoyed it. And I'm completely on that same boat with you. But yeah, this is um, this is very, very tasty stuff. And it's kind of it's it's just classic Metallica, isn't it? Like I guess you have it over there with your sports teams, but it's kind of became a running joke with ours, especially football, soccer. The Premier League is this is this giant thing that you know is watched all over the world, and it it's it, it's in hundreds of markets, and it's kind of weird for us to think as Brits as like you know Manchester United and Liverpool are these very kind of you know very British things, but they exist as an entity all over the world, and they all have these ridiculous tie-ins. You know, you can get like an mm -hmm. Arsenal pen, or you can get the bank account that they use or whatever so i guess it's a natural step isn't it for metallica to have their own whiskey they've always been that kind of merchy band yeah and their merch has been i would say better than most bands yeah. and just like that their whiskey is probably better than most whiskeys i've tried and i actually like whiskey like some of dave pickerel's other stuff like his whistle pig whiskey mm -hmm. and he was a distiller at maker's mark which i really enjoy but blackens my favorite out of all of those mm. uh and it may have something to do that with that it's a blended whiskey so believe it or not metallica didn't hatch this plan like a decade ago because that's how long it takes to age whiskey right uh dave pickerel actually picked a bunch of whiskeys and ryes and bourbons from across the country and blended this to have its own unique taste and then they aged it in charred barrels with that black noise technique so if anybody was thinking that metallica has been keeping this a secret for a decade no they haven't <laughs> yeah born in cask forged by sound it says on the back and the, and the bottle's really nice as well with the wavelength and and the blackened on the front on the front struck through and um i guess i, I, I don't i don't mean to sound um you know disrespectful here but it's kind of a shame that jimmy heck can't try some of this yeah, I agree. Even though he's in there for some of the press work, I bet he's like, man, I bet I really would enjoy that, mm. but I'll have to stop. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was when they were doing their st the, the early Hardwired Stadium tour. I think they just came back from uh, Asia, South Korea, and they were playing all those stops. And I was watching all the media. And, you know, I've got to give it up to James and Lars and whatever. You know, whenever they go to an American city, they'll go to the sort of not nothing but you know what I mean local radio not at CNN or whatever and there was this girl who asked him about trying to stay sober on the road or if he had a drink or something and all the comments were about it and it's like how have you not done your research <laughs> on this sort of stuff it was a bit cringy but you know James has that within him that resolve and you know it's just it's just a bit of whiskey like I understand but I can imagine Lars has a few a few bottles a few vintages on the shelf you know oh yeah I'm sure the other guys do I'm sure Lars has a batch of every single one that comes out and you know gives away his presents and all that kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean merch wise as well Metallica may be on 
you know, they, they, don't, they don't necessarily put it on everything. Like, you don't see it stamped always, but, you know, they have, I mean, the clothing. I don't know I don't know about you in America, but certainly in any of the high street stores now, in, like, our urban outfitters, our top shops, Metallica's everywhere. Like, I just see, like, 14-year-old girls rocking Doris, like. <laughs> yeah, people who have no idea what it is, they're no. just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But hey, if it gets their name out there, it gets people exactly. listening to the music, all the better. Exactly. And it's crazy to think that the the classic logo with the, the horned M and A that I'm pretty sure James just came up with on a notebook or whatever is is still there. It's still, you know, ubiquitous yeah. throughout. It's literally an icon. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of merch, uh <laughs> Ethan was talking about the Alcoholica T shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I looked it up and there's one on eBay right now mm. that's like supposedly one from the 80s and it looks it because it's worn to shit but it's up there for 295 dollars oh. the alcoholica kill them all sort of cover except it's a bottle of smirnoff instead of the hammer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love that and uh, yeah shout out to the guys as well that was a great episode the the media episode and it's, it's funny you mentioned shirts because one of the things that i always mention on the show is dean delray a brilliant podcaster always has loads of great rock guests on and one of his main sponsors is wyco vintage and i want to urge everyone listening to this podcast right now follow wyco vintage on instagram it's fascinating they just they post like shirts from all the tours front and back and you know it's just a great history lesson and i was just thinking before we did this talking about merch of going on the metallica page and some of these shirts on here they've got a 94 uh, reverend may rome shirt off the tour which is goes for a hundred dollars they've got um they've got the a pyro pete crew from 1988 the pyro crew shirt for five hundred dollars they've got a <laughs> user illusion guns and roses double tour here day on the green shirt as well um i mean all of this stuff if you're in that sort of collection thing it's like I don't, I don't know, part of me is a bit Indiana Jones, part of me is like, it belongs in a hard rock cafe, you know, it sort of, <laughs> sort of needs to be there, but um, it's great this is out there. Is it, is that Does that interest you at all, picking up kind of rare merch, Metallica or otherwise? Or? I mean, it's pretty cool about the only collecting I've done is the box sets, mm. but, you know, I've had like the Unforgiven and the the ex- the the experiences at concerts and they always have the merch table there and they have these sort of vintage shirts there and you're like oh man i'd love to pick one of those up and then you turn the price tag over it's like 185 dollars well i guess not that much yeah yeah that so, is, that is... i guess it depends on your means how much you can collect yeah yeah there's there's some cool ones actually there's um i'm just looking at one now it's from 1997 i'm not saying it's from metallica club shirt and it's the 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 fan can and it's like the fan oh, yeah. can being poured on the world and like covering the world in paint. It's quite a nice yeah. design, actually. They've got a Gary. Yeah, they've got every. People go on Wyco Vintage. This is a. They've got a Lollapalooza shirt as well when they played there and um, Scorpions and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, no, I must say that this, uh, this, this black and whiskey is really going down a tree, actually. This is very, very tasty. I don't really drink much whiskey or, or any. Oh, they've got a. Oh my God, they've got a, a 1983 Metallica and Raven Kill 'em All for One shirt. Oh, wow. $1,200. <laughs> and on the back it's got the dates and it's called the fastest show on earth that's awesome. crazy this is and it says this is not a modern reproduction this is a true vintage shirt i actually tried to get raven on the show um early on and they were down for it like they still tour all over the world and it you know what's great is like back in the day if you were lars you'd have to somehow find this number out of a phone book and track down diamond head but now all the bands have facebook pages and um 
So hopefully, yeah, very easy, and hopefully get Raven on. Um, I want to get Discharge on as well because just soon recovering. The more I see, I've got to say, I don't know if you've listened much to Discharge. I think they're pretty awesome band. I'm really getting into them. I haven't, but I should just based on the Metallica covers. I was actually listening to you brought up Diamond Head. I was listening to one of Metallica's old live shows in Dallas where they brought King Diamond up on stage to do the Merciful Fate medley. Yes. Like that is such a good medley. Yes. Yes. I love, I love that medley. Um, Curse of the Pharaohs to me Mm -hmm. has so much hit the lights in it. As I said on the episode, it just has that real groove. I think it's some of Kirk's best solo playing in the 90s and and yeah i mean again discharge i didn't realize that they invented a whole genre like d beat which is kind of a grindy thrash punk which is very very influential it's literally named after discharge that's what that's where the D. (laughs) that sounds like something james would definitely be into yeah (laughs) no he loves yeah yeah he loves them and um uh it was funny they did uh, rolling stone did like their you know, 100 greatest rock singers or whatever quite a few years ago and they asked some of the biggest singers to do their own personal top 10s and he named the guy from Discharge in his top 10 as, as, as one of his biggest influences and you can definitely definitely hear it in his, in his vocal melodies but um, yeah as I said you know there wasn't really too much about this episode we just wanted to do a little review of Black and Whiskey which is spectacular like is this is this widespread in the US can I just pick this up in a mom and pop store or it depends on the city. They keep releasing it, you know, town by town. They just released it in Illinois as of today, I guess. Hmm. Uh, I picked up a bottle in Nashville when I was there for the concert. That's when I got it. And, yeah, it's going to make its way across the country, just like Enter Night did with their their beer, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the branding is definitely on point. I don't know why it's a Pilsner, which is, you know, a light color, and it's called Enter Night. But, mm. you know, whatever. I guess it's for name recognition and Enter Sandman. Gets people interested. And how, how was the Nashville show? It was amazing. Out of, the three Nash, out of the three Metallica shows I've been to, that was the best. I don't know if it was, you know, because it was in the round or mm-hmm. what. But, man, the crowd was awesome. The set list was awesome. Everything was great. It was fantastic. That was the Bridgestone Arena, is that right? Yeah, that was the first time I heard "Creeping Death" live oh. and "Blackened" live. Oh. So just, you know, just tearing up my vocal cords, shouting "Die" a million <laughs> times and loving every second. Yeah, they did. They, I, I didn't get either of those when I saw them in Birmingham. Actually, yeah, they're probably two of the ones that I anticipated most. Yeah, um, just on the show notes, our tenth time they've played in Nashville. They first played Nashville with Ozzy while supporting him in '86 at the Municipal Auditorium. Um, yeah, um, Jim Brewer, he goes for like two hours, is that right? Yeah, he's on and off the stage, but he's right. getting everybody pumped up and kind of being more of a hype guy and an MC than doing just straight-up stand-up because nobody would let you do that for that yeah. long. Yeah, it's, it, that's that's insane. Like, um, I mean, Dean, Dean Delray that I mentioned before, he went on tour with Alice in Chains, and he just did stand-up beforehand, kind of, kind of like <laughs> rock storytelling stand-up and stuff like that. But yeah, that's so cool that you saw them, and uh, yeah, really look forward to seeing them in London as well. But as I mentioned before, um, there was an article you, um, you sent me, 68 Rockstar Beer, Wine, and Booze brands, 68 of these things, so we're not going to go through them all, but I mean, Motorhead Whiskey kind of makes sense, right? That just, oh, yeah. Seems, seems quite low. Apparently, it's a Metallica Budweiser beer, and wasn't, wasn't, there all, wasn't there also like a Metallica like Heineken Lars edition or something like that? Do you remember that? So the Metallica Budweiser thing was for two shows in Quebec, and it was just 
basically Metallica branding on Budweiser and they sold 91,000 cans and then that was it. They just sold them at the shows and you can actually buy them on eBay. Uh, a can of it costs anywhere from like three to $30 and people still have like the original Budweiser cases, you know, the cardboard boxes, which are also Metallica on them. But I couldn't find one that was actually still full of beer. Mm. Everybody just took a, Phillips head and drain the beer out of all the cans. It's like, I don't want to pay for your recycling just because it says Metallica on it. Couldn't find one that was full. Yeah, and there is, uh, yeah, it's Carlsberg, as I say. Um, Lars did a tie in for Carlsberg. And, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's tw- just him on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just him in front of the crowd, 2014. And um, I mean, it kind of kind of makes sense that he would work with a Danish brewer. And I need to find this video as well. I don't know if you've sent it, uh, if you've seen it, sorry, or if anyone else has seen it. Maybe putting the links down below. But it's Lars on a Dutch TV show. I guess it's the equivalent of like their BBC or something. And it's completely in Dutch. And it's a guy following him from the moment he wakes up to the moment he leaves the stage and going backstage and having food with him and talking about the hardwired tour. Have you, have you seen that? I haven't, but it sounds awesome. It's really good. I don't know if it was like a fever dream when I watched it, but it's definitely real. <laughs> I can't seem to find it. I keep trying to look for it, but um, I'm sure someone will send it me. So, yeah, we got uh, Rolling Stones, Whiskey, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Red Wine as well. Um, I mean, all the, the Kiss Wine, that just seems, you know, standard for the course, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. They'll brand anything. Yeah. Are, are you a Kiss guy or? I'm, I'm not. I can see the appeal. I've just never really gotten into it. And as far as... Rockstar wine goes. I would rather drink Maynard James Keenan's wine because it's actually really good. Yeah, he's um, really I, passionate about that shit, isn't he? Oh yeah, and if you've ever seen his documentary on him starting that vineyard, it's amazing. Mm. Um, I lived in Arizona for a while. Uh, my wife and I went to Jerome and uh, got married near there, so we picked up some of his wine. It was actually really funny. I sprung for like a signed bottle. And then it got broken on our travels back from no. Arizona to see. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. But yeah, the wine's actually really good. So I you know, if you can go to Caduceus Cellars and Merkin Vineyards and get a bottle and experience it out there, definitely recommend. Blood into wine, is that the documentary? Yeah, that's it. It's okay, really, I'm, really I'm totally watching that like in the next few days. I had no idea that was a thing. That's really, really cool, yeah. And it was like again, someone mentioned this on the show. I don't know if you know James was in a documentary about absent fathers. Like about, I think I've heard that yeah, before somewhere. Yeah, we might we might have mentioned it on the show, but he's definitely heard it elsewhere. But yeah, he gives like a and there's a few clips on YouTube of him just sort of giving a few soliloquies about his own experiences with his own dad. Um, of course, we have got Sammy Hagar's uh, Cabo Wabo, right? I mean, that's that's a proper brand brand, like. Oh yeah, that's huge. And uh, as far as tequila goes, I'm not a huge tequila drinker, but it was good mm-hmm. to me. So, and he sells a bunch of it. So good on him. Oh, I should say it's called La- Larsberg, not Carlsberg. Um, yeah, they they renamed it for that yeah. bottle. <laughs> um, and then even like some obscure bands, like I Hate God. I can't say yeah, I really I even that. know them, but I mean, fair enough. They've got their own uh, uh, Ghost. They've got their own wine, Guar, Trooper Beer, which is actually very popular in the UK. I see that often in sort of... Yeah, one parts. I haven't tried, but I want to. I've had yeah. the Megadeth beer, but I haven't had the Iron Maiden beer yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of Kiss stuff here. Uh, Marilyn Manson Absinthe, Mansymph. I mean, that feels <laughs> I like... I didn't know that a... was a thing, but yeah. I'd try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vince Neil's got some tequila out there. Uh, Mastodon. I mean, some of these, like you say, are just kind of one-time promotions. They're not, you know, pumping this stuff out. Whereas, um, you know, uh, as you say, James Keenan has got that. Atula Mon 
Bond beer as well. And, you know, you get the picture, guys. Is that a Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam had some ale yeah. or something? For their... Faithful ale. Faithful I don't know who's buying Pig Destroyer permanent funeral beer, but, no. <laughs> you know, good on you. Some Bohemian Lager there from Queen. Um, I mean, we we just had the Oscars yesterday. Off topic. Are you are you a film guy? Do you follow that at all? Or I don't. I no. could care less what celebrities do. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a of a. Shrug. If they make good artwork, that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, some kind of monster was that Oscar nod? I don't think it was. I doubt it. It is yeah. in my world. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's best picture winner, but uh, no, 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 I, I, I don't think it was looking about there. But um, yeah, I mean, this has been uh, this has been a fun little um, diversion. We're, we're getting you on. Are we doing sad but true? Is that right? Is that the next one? Yeah, that should be the next one okay. in my quest to be the, you know, person with the most alpha Metallica guest appearance. I think you might be actually. Yeah, I definitely think you might be. Um, <laughs> Dave, uh, my good fr- my good Scottish friend, has been on quite a few times as well. I love when he comes on. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great guest. Yeah, he's a really good guest. Um, but yeah, look, sad but true. So we'll be talking the 23rd of September this year. That's when that's set to come out. So right, between, right before the end of the year. It, it's funny, actually. I've got the Excel sheet in front of me, and I've got most of the songs. I'd say I've probably got about 30 songs left. And it's like, I don't mean to offend people because, you know, I have lots of great episodes and some people, people always reach out and stuff like that and want to come back on. And that's great. But I'm trying to, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself with, with yourself and a few other people, but I'm trying to keep it to one or two guests, you know, get the variety of voices. Um, I don't know if it's just me, Kevin, and I, this might be a lame thing to say out loud, but not one single woman has reached out. I'd love to have a female voice on the show. I wonder why that is. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Because there are plenty of chicks at Metallica yeah, concerts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Sarah is on Metal Your Podcast regularly. She's great. So, you know, there's, there's loads of people out there. But, you know, hopefully maybe this will be the impetus for it. But And it's just funny as well. It's just complete, something entirely out of your control. But with doing it alphabetically, certain albums get detailed more. Like a pretty much finished reload. Like that happened really early on. Whereas, yeah, it's strange how it gets lumped together like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And there's little things that you wouldn't anticipate. Like, for instance, the fact that I'm going to do all three Unforgivens in a row obviously yeah <laughs> and uh, you know that'll be really fun but um yeah let us know down below if you've had black and whiskey what you think about black and whiskey uh I'm, I'm certainly really enjoying it as this episode goes on it's absolutely fantastic um kevin what about yourself is there any projects you'd like to promote anything like that Nope, just a normal guy drinking black and whiskey and Coors Light in his spare time. <laughs> well, uh, this has been Tom. You can follow us at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon is there if you want to support us. I'm working on a, you know, a few new projects. I know, dear listeners, and a lot of people email about this, and it's so true. There's certain big Metallica things that I haven't covered yet. I, I haven't done a Some Kind of Monster episode yet. I don't really know why I haven't done that. Um, at the start, I was a bit like, oh, Melly, your podcast have done it. I can't, but, you know, that's completely bullshit. I need to do that. Um, I need to do a live binge and purge. I need to do a Guitar Hero episode. Um, I really want to review when it comes out that Hetfield movie, you know, that Jeffrey Dahmer movie that he's in. Um, yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think we've definitely got to get into that. And it's very cool that he's going to the acting sphere. And maybe I'd like to do a, some more detailed stuff on the way the guys play guitar as well, and the way they construct riffs and their note choices and the uh, the progression of that. But um, yeah, we got, you know, we've got a lot of time to play. We've got a lot of letters out there as well. This has been Tom and Kevin. Thank you again, man. No problem, anytime. <laughs>